This is Waitley. The Melbourne Cup Carnival has come to its close. Our racing means test after each of these big days. The big opinions, and do we have some material to work with here? <laughs> Wayne Hawkes, chortling away. Hello to you, Wayne. Good morning, Jared. How are you? Johnny O'Neill. Is, gosh, is he looked after the battlers across the four weeks of this means test so far. Morning, Jared. Gareth Hall. We bring together Giddy Hello, Up Jared. and Waitley across these feature weeks. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Jared. Good morning to you. Get us going. Set the tone for us with the King's Gambits at the close of the 2023 Melbourne Cup Carnival. Love the carnival. I thought Flemington performed really well over the four days. It had it all. It was a little bit tough for the punters. We all know that. I blame the wind conditions for that, especially on the, the first and the last Saturday. But what I found interesting from the four days, there was a couple of things. Imperatrice is the best sprinter in the world after her victory in the champion sprint. Without a fight, it's a, I was trying to do my three, two, one on Giddy Up this morning. Do you give the three votes to the, without a fight as the best horse in the spring or is it Imperatrice who was unbeaten? We'll discuss that a little later on. I've got, I've lent towards maybe one of those horses for the, the, the star of the spring. And I love the performance of Jamie Carr because for a jockey that was under so much pressure and she had lost form since that nasty fall there in the early part of the year, um, she was back as the leading jockey there at Flemington with six wins. So, um, and pride of Jenny and the mares on the quick backup, sensational stuff. There was so much to un- un- unpack there from the four days, Jared. There was, I thought Flemington was, was resplendent. So 262,000. Yep. I know we're a long way from those records of 400,000. These might actually be the ideal levels of crowds. I love the way that Flemington is now divided up into all sorts of different experiences. So the public lawn is, is manicured and set up just like the members now. So that's a great experience out there. Then you've got the the rails and the birdcage and the nursery. You've got stages in all sorts of different places. It felt to me like, so there's a sophistication to it. You know what you're going to. This is a high-end major event and dress for it, behave for it. There's a huge element of fun to it. It looked like everyone was having a super time, particularly on Saturday when I was able to get out and wander around a bit. It just felt like it sort of re-established but a little bit more than that is this is now what the Melbourne Cup Carnival is. It used to be, Les used to write about it being, you know, dress ups and all this. Now it's, it's finery and it's, I just think it's re-found its place as, as one of our sporting major events. I agree with you, Jared. And I think it's certainly fashion led, wasn't it? It was amazing just to see everybody taking the bull by the horns, I suppose, and, and really dressing up for it. I think the the point that you're making here is that, you can go and enjoy a day on the lawn. You can go and enjoy a day from a music aspect out the back, or if you're a really keen punter and you've got an or an owner, you get an opportunity to experience that in a little bit of a different way than what the other guys do. And I think that's a challenge, and certainly has been a challenge for for racing over a period of time. So, I think um, you know Neil's done a great job leading the charge there. And from a marketing perspective, they must have done a lot of work, Jared in finalising exactly where they wanted to set their audiences up. Because I agree with you, it was absolutely beautifully, beautifully articulated. There wasn't any challenges. I think the service, which has been a real challenge since COVID, no matter where you go, restaurants, hotels, has been a real challenge. I think they'd obviously done a lot of work around training for staff because I thought it was seamless. I thought it was great. I think the other aspect is the weather plays such a role. The sun shone on all four days. And I reckon for the last couple of years, we've battled biting cold and, and rain as well, which is, it is a literal dampener. 
on the celebration. But this, we were blessed, I felt, this year. Well, I think Cup Year was uh, traditionally Cup Year from the point of view that, uh, you know, 100 to 1 shot runs third in the Melbourne Cup. Winners fell over. Uh, sorry, favourites fell over. Uh, punters got beat. Bookmakers. Simon Zara this morning was going through some of the um, retweets and um, every bookmaker. Yeah, it was fair. Won a little bit, just lost. <laughs> yeah. Got Anthony Doherty and he went, yeah, we filled up. <laughs> and so good on you, Anthony. There's going to be 70,000 bookmakers around the country going, shut up, shut Wayne, up. Wayne, I think a few of the punters fell over after Airman performed oh, the way he did. Was, but anyway, we'll talk was, about that no, later, no doubt. G yeah, Hall bet That wasn't the only thing too. falling over. <laughs> G Hall bet, first yeah. win ever. <laughs> Oh, good morning to you, John. Yeah. How's, how's Joe Moreira going anyway? You want to start? Let's start. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, Sorry? Has I'm, it sunk in yet? Jerry's quote on Wednesday was, when you're 85, do you think you'll look back? How about four days later? Do you Wayne, look back, four brother? days later, I booked into the psychologist this morning. I'm going straight after here. Take him with you. Take him with you. The big issue, Champions Day was dominated by the mayors, and as Gareth said, it was the crowning moment for the best sprinter in the land. Front page joined by Imperatrice at the 200 metres. Buenos Noches and in secret trying to chase down Imperatrice at the 150. Imperatrice in front. Buenos Noches coming at her. But it's Imperatrice. She digs in. She's a neck in front. Another star turn from a brilliant pair. Imperatrice from Buenos Noches in secret. So I'd held out on Imperatrice. She was a Valley champion, had to do it at Flemington and did. So walk that back now and full of admiration for the way that does she's she be, racing. Does she become the best horse? Well, she's the Is best she? sprinter in the land. She's yeah. the best. Yeah. Right, so the right, problem was enough. she didn't front up in the Everest. No. and that's um, a, that, But you know what? That's a story, Jared. Yes. That is a bloody big story because you've foregone a race with total value of $20 million to stay home and to be king of Mooney Valley and then we'll just put a cherry on top and go, boom. I reckon that's as good a story. Geez, we love the tall poppy can, syndrome, uh, don't we? Like yes. all we wanted to do was pop the fact that it was all Mooney Valley form. She had to go down the straight. There was a query whether she could do it, and she just did it on her. Can ear. I quickly say about down the straight? And this is not a this is not a pot on Opie Bossom, but I just wonder whether he actually realised how fast he was going out in front because every horse around him punctured. They all punctured. Mm. All the best horses in the race came from near last because they were absolutely low yeah, flying. Yeah. And to be honest, and I'm not potting him, he has said. He said three weeks ago, I haven't won up the straight before and she's never been up the straight. So I don't reckon he realised how quick he was going. I didn't see the sectionals, and I'm not a sectional man being horse trainer. I they train the quick, horses. I can tell you. Well, they have to have yep. gone quick because all those leaders ran in punctured and all the backmarkers were whooshing home. I reckon that made her performance even better because of what she uh, what she did on Saturday because she was entitled – to puncture and stop. I hope he was surprised that it's Ferro Mitchell Lake and didn't take that position that he he found himself How in. How could he? Yeah. She was highballing in I front. Don't worry about Mitch Mitch he, he was doing right his best. Ash Furrow leads by four in an oakley plate yeah. that can't, uh, can't couldn't keep up. Keep up. Yeah. So yeah, she's gone massive. And she's the best sprinter in the world. Um, there's no doubt about that. I think she I don't know if she goes to Royal Ascot or not, Jared, but I, I reckon talking to David Allison. I don't want to leave morning, Melbourne. <laughs> she'll be going to the Quokka. Right. Well, geez, we had a crack at trying to get her there last year, didn't we? Really? You and I were yeah. talking about this, so, and we thought it's the horse we want for the Quokka. So Trackside New Zealand have purchased a, a slot in the Quokka that was announced today, and David Ellis is such a massive investor in New Zealand racing. I think he'll try and look after oh, Entain and Trackside. What do you mean you think? You know. Well, Come he on. did mention Come that. Come on, yeah, don't well, smirk. I don't know, but if I'm a betting man, she'll be heading to the Quokka. Will your horse go there too? Which one? Amelia's Jewel. 
Uh, yeah, I think she will. Really? Yeah. Well, what a race that'd be. That Pride of Jenny form for Amelia's jewel looks yeah, pretty good yeah, there. So, so with the TJ in Sydney and the Quokka? I, I think... I That's think, what I was just thinking. Yeah, I don't know if she'll go to Sydney. I, it, like, David didn't give too much away there because he said, I think she'll go to the Lightning in Melbourne and then they might go to the, the Quokka. I reckon the Quokka's... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Are we going Quokkering and then we're doing QF9 from Perth straight to London because there's well, we a direct tried flight to, now. We, we couldn't do that. I know that, we, but is this, what, is this what they're aiming know. towards? I don't know. Because Perth is on the way to uh, to London and there's no stops. I mean, that would be the ultimate... Flight to get on to go to London. Imagine Valandi's losing Tia, like the not getting the the. the I'm going to tell him the best, you, the best you sprinter you in the world. Tiako racing could be banned from racing in New South Wales <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> He's That's got it. no chance yes. of getting boxes in Sydney now. Yeah. You can stay a cramble. I tell you what, he'd go to Ascot and just blow him away. I reckon. But you win. Just you know, blow him away. As you said, it would have cost you. Like you only went, what what you raise for is nothing really. Your first class flights and accommodation wouldn't even paid for the prize money if you so want. So I would have thought for her it would be setting her up for breeding longer term because there's no doubt if you go over there and put the show on, the amount of money that is in Europe and certainly from a Japan aspect for those type of mares is at least double what they would pay okay. here. Okay. Once you're the champ, it becomes really important what you run in, mm. I think. Um. And I don't reckon the prize money plays a role in Royal Ascot. You go, so nah, what do you want to be ego. remembered by? All yep. ego. Yeah. So at the moment, she's the best sprinter. Is she, can she be an all-timer? Yeah. Well, those are, that depends on which races you choose and with that, her now. I think, I think they proved that money doesn't really go, come into consideration with Imperatrice. Yeah, 100%. But I've just got a feeling with the Quokka that David Ellis is a massive investor in New Zealand racing. What Entain and, and, um, that organisation has done for New Zealand racing. I reckon he'll try. What's, look first, what's first in the quokka? How much yeah. off the top of your head without oh, it going up? About, I think it, it's two million. Be a bit over I mean, two million. Handicappers will never give her more than fifty-eight because you go, I want to run in the new market, and then you could run run in the TJ. I mean, there's there's uh, there's three or four million in first prize mm. just there without having to go to Perth. Pride of Jenny, oh, utterly brilliant. Shades of O Rogue and Cyril Small, so, what they did consecutive Saturdays. Remember people having just said Kira Mars, uh, um, um, Cyril, not, not, what's his name? Vic, Vic Rail. Yeah. Is that what you're comparing Kira Mars to? Uh, well, uh, more, more jockey and horse. Do you more know, jockey and horse. Do you know how that, many train pe- station, that train's never on time. No. <laughs> do you know how many people got stuck into me, Jared, about Amelia's jewel? Who did she beat there at Mooney Valley Pride of Jenny? Like, she's not much good, Gareth. And she uh, broke a track record that night. Yeah, too. on that night. She's not much good. Millie's still like, yeah, but Pride to be of fair, Jenny's that not was much good. She, she was a 90 watt rider, a 90 watt. Was she a 90 rider or a 92 well, rider? She, she proved Pride of Jenny. She was mighty in a track when she blew the muffin off a hot tempo that day. And then she comes to Flemington. We all thought she won because of the track conditions with the southerly there that day. And it was nearly similar conditions. In Saturday's champions, um, champions mile, but she did it the opposite way. So, on in on the Empire Rose, she blew them up at the start, like she opened up their lungs, and then she got tied towards the back end. But the damage had been done. On Saturday, she just went through her gears, um, Johnny. So she went second, third, fourth, fifth. Where in the Empire Rose, she was fifth and flat out for all of the way. So well, there's an old rule, Gareth. You just keep the mares happy. You keep them yes. happy when they're in form. They go bang, 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 bang. It's the same as the girls. Yes, Gary, you've always Gareth, you've all, you always had that. trouble doing that. It's when Waitley <laughs> looks away and goes. If you keep them happy, things just progress <laughs> nicely. Do you know so, the amazing part? Great was training race? performance, right, Kieran and David, to 100%. be able to do that. But what? But what about the ride at the seven hundred where he goes? 
and gives her a slap down the shoulder. I've just gone, oh, if you get beaten by a length, you're going to be hanging by the <clears throat> on the winning post, old mate. They're going to take you to the Baldy Bridge and you'll never be seen again. What about the format? She quickened and kept going. What, well, a, what and, a ride. And the format of the race. I mean, deny yeah, knowledge. The Empire Rose. You know, you huge know, win. Do you know what Gerald uh, Waitley said? She's gone on and won the group one. Yeah. Unbelievable. The best, the best thing that you said about that was at least he at least he had the courage and the uh, whatever the adjectives are to actually go and do that because most people wouldn't have had the uh, the guts to go and do it. What? He was mad. Do reckon, mad. Jerry, do you reckon Tim Great Clark needed to be right on her back with alligator blood? Did they? Did they? Did they like think? Oh, she's got to come back to us here. Yeah, I everyone think, does. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. They were confident she would come back to them. Didn't and you think that, Mr. Brightside Alligator Blood fangirl? Yeah. <laughs> so the fangirl was all, all almost up. it was almost like a tissue, wasn't it? In the in the lead up race where she broke a tissue's heart, fangirl James must have just been sitting back there thinking, well, mm. I'm just going to get over the top here for sure. And then when it starts to warm up, because I think it clearly should have won the Cox Plate myself. Has she got the best fangirl? Form in the it was a huge run the Cox Plate. Mm. Has she got the best so form in the country? Jenny, no, doubt. Jenny? no doubt. With what she's done and the, yeah. the millions you going to Sydney and should have won the uh, the Golden Eagle. I mean, it all ties in magnificently well, doesn't it? Imagine yeah. if the Cox Plate was in two weeks' time, what oh. we'd have going that way. Is oh, that's a good point, you made, Jared. Yes. Um, and Atisha was the the other big winner of the day, the, the champion stakes. At same as last year, she came off an almighty run in the Empire Rose and brand them in the Matriarch. This time she takes the full step up and it really, she's the only horse that makes significant ground out wide all day. And Wayne, what, what is with this, the, the quick backup with all of those mares? Foxy Frieda did it in sensational form. The mares, especially on the horses, quick backup. Horses, uh, horses either absolutely excel and love it yeah. or they just puncture. And I know that's an easy thing to say, but I don't reckon they run fourth or fifth or sixth. They either just love it. Because, I mean, in the day, if you're backing up from Saturday to Saturday, you're not doing a hell of a lot with them in between. If you're down the beach or you're swimming them or you're just giving them a light exercise all week, you know, I mean, I'm sure some of them wouldn't have even had a blown out on Thursday morning. And if they did, it was just to clean their wind up yeah. a bit. Because if you think about last Saturday, she just ran a mile in 138 or some crazy thing. So it's not like she's not fit. What you, Johnny said before, you're just keeping the horse fit, healthy. She obviously was nice and round and the boys were happy to have a crack and you know what, at the end of the day, the bottom line is if she had a punctured and run fifth, they would have said, hey, we were good on Derby Day. We're now going to eat grass anyway. Why not keep it for seven days? It's a serious performance. Again, you've got to stick to the rules, Hawks. We've had the pleasure of having the beautiful Jane Hawks in here this morning. Yes. And she said, I was only fair Tuesday, performed really well Thursday, but an enormous Saturday night. Yes. So the backing up Saturday aspect night. sticks all the way through. <laughs> After the races, she said it was out of control. Yeah. She was at the George. She was, I'm not <laughs> yeah. going anywhere near there, Jerry, because the I want to be back here on Wednesday she was with at the you. Osmond, mate. She was at the Osmond, mate. No. So big race integrity comes out. So James McDonald has four winners for the week. Three yeah. of them are group ones, and they're the name races. Thank he you. The, the King Derby, is back. The Oaks, and the, the, and the champion stakes. He has eight seconds and two-thirds. So he rides favourites right throughout the carnival. He's the main reason why the favourite strike rate is so bad across the, but. He's got the three, three so of the big four. Do you give him four. a pass? Do you give oh, him no, a... it's a soaring yes. pass. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed in Macca. I thought he should have turned a few more oh. of those eight seconds into wins. Um, Sitting in the ice bath yes. and you didn't yes. help him, driving him mentally it, insane. No, in oh. fact, he I... said to me, I wish I had found the place on my own. Because <laughs> all G did was ask for tips, tips, uh, tips the whole time. I tried to inspire him. I, I felt sick. <laughs> I thought Gee. a tissue a tissue was the biggest run you'll ever see a horse perform without winning a group one. So, so dozing in a tissue, 
um, where the runs of the races there on, on Derby Day, then they win the Oaks, and then, of course, the champion stakes. So, yeah, he's, he performs on the big stage, J-Mac, doesn't he? I didn't, well, I didn't see him ride too many bad ones. I, know, I reckon best. he did in the um, the Archer, but I don't reckon he rode too many uh, too many bad races, to be fair. Well, yeah, we saw so. the goat finish up. And uh, he was the Angora goat. Now we've got the new goat. He is unbelievable, this bloke. <laughs> so Damien Ratcliffe had listed his last eight winners. The $2 million Sydney Stakes I Me, the $5 million King Charles with Fangirl, mm. the three quarters of a million dollar Mooney Valley Cup with Cleveland, the $5 million Cox Plate with Romantic Warrior, the $2 million Derby with Riff Rocket, the $1 million Oaks with Zardozzi. He, he decided to chime in with 175000 Amanda Elliott on Schwartz and the $3 million Champion Stakes. So he's got shoot. a tax problem. He's got, big race, he's got tax big race problems. integrity. And he, and he still makes me shout breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, he paid for his yeah. ice bath. I know who the fool, I know the idiot is. Uh, the beaten favourites <laughs> next. So the racing means test for Melbourne's home of the ultimate celebration, the Osborne Rooftop and Bar Commercial Road, South Yarra, and my racehorse, it's showtimemyracehorse.com. <laughs> if you are a relative of Jamie Spencer, I would just take half an hour to go and have a coffee next. <laughs> Melbourne's we weather becoming sunny, top of 19 for city power, supply and power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. Now, back to Waitley. This is a category entirely dedicated to Jamie Spencer today and the backers of West Wind Blows. Is he out of the country? All I can say is... <laughs> He rode light infantry in the, uh, I think in the autumn last no, year. No, the Golden Eagle. You the Golden Eagle. Yep. The Golden Eagle. And um, you said never I, well, again. Well, I did. Well, I mean, I alerted both New South Wales and Victorian. Um, you, you know where you check in. What do you call it? Customs. 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 Yeah. Customs. So I said never to ne- never to be entered in. But you know what? Wasn't smart enough to realise that there was an international airport at Adelaide. So he's obviously come in <laughs> through in. Adelaide. Lovely so, bloke. I've said it all the way. Like everyone I, loves him. He's a terrific he bloke. Must. I caught up with him over the car. He's obviously not talking to me, but like, yeah. but I did catch up with him and see him. He but won't be like, now. at the end of the day, like, it was just absolutely horrendous. And <laughs> yeah, sorry. and for form people, Jared, to be saying these international horses <laughs> like to be free bowling and free rolling. <laughs> what a lot of rubbish! It missed a start a length and a half. It was tens on to miss the start. Never missed a start in its life. Tens on with him in that race to miss the start. <laughs> And then he decides to take off and go Oakley play. It would have led Imperatrice mid-race that went for, that fast. For the record, when you're a jockey out of the barriers, rule number one is if you miss the kick, don't dig him up and hunt him forward. you just got to take your medicine and just sit there. That is the unwritten rule. Yeah, so he rode this horse horribly in the Turnbull and then repeated the dose in the champion stakes, and then rode it brilliantly in the Caulfield Cup in the middle when he didn't dig it. No, the yeah, Caulfield correct. Cup, he drew the barrier, though, see? He no, drew, but he missed the start, yeah, yeah. and instead of I hunting know, him up, because they wanted to be in the first four, I get it. he sat and everything he rode it well. So for those who are keeping score, he's none from 24 dating back to Oaks Day 2013. <laughs> His litany of sins at this carnival stretches through 11, and he didn't but get close. I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it. He's, like, Jamie Spencer's a... <laughs> A great rider in the UK. I used to love backing is he? him. Yeah, is he though? He, no, sit sprinting because okay. of big spacious tracks. But, but, but back then, then yeah, is no, the narrative. I, I still think that he's got like the what English, do you think he has got? English left? English racing suits him. But I've never seen. <laughs> I've never seen a jockey. Is that because it's twelve thousand miles away? I've never seen a jockey um, get it so wrong on so many occasions, and then get opportunity after opportunity to continue to have. 
opportunities. I think he should come out. I think he should come out, but he should just come out and party for three or yes. four weeks. He's like, <laughs> he I, can have a, I've described a it like this. I've described functions. it like this with Jamie Spencer, Jared. It's like playing three spinners at the whacker. You know, he, it's he's, yeah, but he can't spin the ball. I know, but it's he's not. Just telling he's, 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 a he's not suited to Australian conditions. Not suited no, to Australian no. conditions. No. Yeah, so you, you you play him. Has he, he left though? I don't know. Has the integrity department taken him to the <laughs> airport and said, well, "Do I not think, return"? I think it's just it's I just unfortunate. You got? Yeah. I believe he's been escorted. Has he? Anyone else got anything for Oh no, beyond that, I thought oh, Johnny. Yeah, Al- yeah, I mean, yeah, Johnny yeah. Allen, great rider, and he's ridden a lot of winners for us. I thought he's ride on ride on Steinem. Steinem was pretty shitty. I, d- I didn't think it was much good. No. And also, uh, my second favourite jockey in the world uh, didn't didn't ride Buckaroo very well. I wouldn't have thought in the who's your jockey? in the two thousand Blake Shin. Love him. Yep. What happened? You're allowed to make a blue occasionally. Uh, well, he took off eight hundred from home. I'm not quite Where's sure it going now? That. I know it'll go out, I would say. So he, he'll stay in Australia? It's staying here. It's going yeah, to Chris. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like him as a futures okay. prospect. So, I've got an uh, no, Jarrett. Yeah. I accidentally told everyone today on yeah. Giddy Up to get on Forgot You for the Northerly. Um, I don't know if Johnny's backed him yet, but he's, unbelievable. he's $51 into $9. He's in the ice bath. <laughs> yes. And I said to him, he said, oh, have you got anything for me? I, I said, I'm you know, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I backed James as eight seconds. You got anything for me? No. And I said, yeah, well, I think Forgot You will go around at 51 Yeah. Well, it's $51 in the, in the Northerly. So let's just have a couple of quiet so you've bets. Done, you've and then I'm listening to on the radio this morning. And that, what price is $10 down there? <laughs> That's what, that's what Waitley did to me last year. Waitley and I put a couple hundred bucks yeah. in. They used to have a little punt. Anyway. He's telling all the listeners, then goes, oh, oh, we haven't backed it ourselves. No, because my you listeners are you, family. You, fair, uh, once I you mention are a bit it. selfish like that. No, once you I mention You tend it. to do that. No, I, I, had to, I had to tell them, what price now? We bet three, six, five. Yep, $11. <laughs> 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 Got you, Johnny. Well, Got you, Johnny. Why would you do that? And you've just given Johnny up on You've just given up Johnny on the radio, too. You're unreal. And Airman was an owner. Wasn't he? Oh yeah, no, he was definitely an oh no. I spruiked him like there was no tomorrow, and um, that tire there, mate, nowhere in to him. To be totally fair, to be totally fair, yes. the person that escorted Jamie Spence to the airport was one Michael Hawks. Yeah, he went home with his ass in a sling. Let yeah, me tell you, thought. the poor bugger. He, anyway. uh, he. Well, the bottom line was, it just he just obviously punctured after the Sydney Stakes, and it just took a little bit to get over it. But then we thought he was right. If we knew what we knew, he wouldn't be here. And to be totally honest, right, totally honest. He's only got beaten four lengths by Bella Nipotina. She won the big race in Sydney last Saturday. He'd beaten her his previous start. We're horrendous with airmen, and he's only got beaten four lengths to Bella Nipotina. He will be here next year in all these big races, but just not uh, last Saturday. So, so apologising Sorry for that, to, everybody. Well, just apologising hey. in advance to, um, to Trent and Nat and to Kieran. I won't be able to pay my training bills next month because I tuned right into Airman the place. So, That's Hawksy. Right. Just find something and, for me, please. And, and just something. You won't be getting banned from um, G Hall Bed as well. You're a, no, you can get on whatever you want. The only one was, that was happy was you. Did you gave me hundreds, didn't it? Yeah. All right, we'll have the yes, yes, yeses coming up. Here's Nathan in the newsroom. Nathan, thank you. Just something a little more uplifting. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Johnny, what have you got in the yes, yes, yes? had a yes. lovely winner on, uh, pretty sure it was on. The last day, Muramasa won the Queen's Cup, had a throat operation. Very rarely do they come back from that. Uh, Trent and Nat, uh, great effort to get the horse back, been really, really patient. And a great ride from Daniel Moore. He had a, uh, had a fall at track work or in the trials at Cranburn and wasn't allowed to ride for a week. So it was sort of like the first day he came back. So I thought that was huge. Um, great send-off from the jocks.
for Ollie. I thought it was, it was just yeah. unbelievable. And I thought J-Mac and, and just it was so great to see Jamie Carr come back. So plenty of positivity out of the weekend. So Jamie Carr rides the six winners and works her way back to form, has the treble, beats J-Mac in the first two races on Champions Day. Uh, that just to put the the point of emphasis on her return to form. Watching her, did you think, I just thought she was more balanced and horses were running for her once again. They weren't pulling like, say, that Von Hawk did at Geelong that day. I just thought that the, it's amazing that the confidence, what it did there after Derby Day. And that's the, so your point, Wayne, on Derby Day is, and this is a sportsman working their way back into form, is one can do the trick for you. And, one, and she progressed as the week went on. It does surprise me a little bit in racing that, so evident. So you're not really allowed to. This is why I admire the three of you. You're not really allowed to say she's out of form. Like she was in terrible form, was, and then she worked her way back brilliantly. No, so no, a little you bit can like say it, um, but no one does. A little bit like what was what would the what would the right compa- uh, comparison in be? Football, Lockie Neal would correct. be the right comparison. In the middle of the year, there were questions around his fitness, his midfield output. So no one was saying that he couldn't play, but he was out of form. And by the end of the year, he'd won the brown note. Yeah. So you sort of get yeah. to Michael Michael Voss that. at Carlton, same same. Did you going back a few? No, years? No, 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 Michael. Oh, Voss. In the, uh, Michael uh, Voss Carlton, this year. Yeah. I thought the first eight rounds. They, they, they yeah. Miles Fitzner on SEN on on Saturday week ago said after I was critical about Jamie, and I think this was the best comment. He's and he was sticking up for me, but what he said was this: if Jamie Carr was an NRL or an AFL footballer, she would have been dropped. That's simple. So she has had to work herself back into form. And if you think about it, these are the these were the only people in a sporting industry that didn't have a coach. Because J Mac writing for Kieran Maher and David Eustace and I mean, they're I was gonna say prostituting themselves out. What's the right word? They're just subcontracting themselves out. And then, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know about that, Wayne. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you know what I mean. Point. So, so the bottom line is now some of these guys and girls are starting to have coaches, whether it be a life coach or not. Johnny O'Neill, one of them. What, 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 what I'd well, like he's to on every, say every, every Monday morning about ten thirty. I'm, I'm also, from a racing aspect, this is something we need to take on board. The AFL footy season seven months. I know there's a lot of preparation for it. And you're judged on 22 games or 23 games plus the finals if you make it. The thing around the racing industry is it's 52 weeks of the year. And Jamie may take a few weeks off in the middle of winter to go away. But at the end of the day, because she is who she is, James is, Blake is, there's always such a high expectation when they're riding horses. So I think it's physically impossible for horses, not only the horses, but the jockeys in this instance, to be at their best She's come back from a horrific fall. Exactly it would have been very to easy to put your hand up and say, well, maybe she needs a bit more of a break. She might have pushed too hard to come back. But I think champions, and there's no doubt she's a champion. Like, for, you know, she's led the way for, for, for female riders. Um, sure, Michelle Payne was, was amazing leading into the Melbourne Cup and winning that. But leading the way there and Rachel King's come out, I just think, I just take my hat off to her. Every Sunday she's at pony school or she's at the jumps. She just loves the industry. So I'm just so happy for her. But I think it is really difficult to expect people to perform 52 weeks of the year. For those who don't know and don't or, and or don't remember, Jamie Carr got knocked out coming to the home corner at Flemington back in March and she was unconscious on the track for 10 minutes. Mm. Now, 
you know what, to get herself back up and she's probably been in a dark place. There's probably no doubt about that. Anyone that's had those sorts of uh, head injuries. So to get back to do what she's done and to shine on the week that counts. And to I put mean, up with Ben Mellum. I mean, that's also <laughs> quite a significant. Your own knowledge win was excellent. <laughs> yeah. I, what, what I will say, what racing's got wrong is, so she's at the Victorian Racing Tribunal today on the white powder controversy. Has the AFL figured this out? Yeah, that's the, the report in the Herald Sun. Right. The AFL's figured this out. This is a misdemeanor in modern life. You get your two weeks, off you go, repent, we'll see it. You don't you don't run it through a, a whole legal process. No, racing is its own worst enemy. To tie that. themselves in knots over yeah, this. We all know what happened. She made a mistake. She's open about that. Bring her in, Jamie. You can't do that. And you, you're you're you've got a responsibility now as a role model. We're going to give you two weeks. Go 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 away and think about it, and then come back and do what you did there at Flemington. And that should have been in June. Well, it should have been dealt with at the been. time. She's stringing this out is is bad for her, and it's bad for racing. So she's and it's back. unnecessary. In she's the life. she's the princess of racing. There's been so many people watch and be involved over the carnival. We're all supporting her and saying how wonderful she is. And now she's got to take a spell, mm. we're assuming, if she's found guilty, on the basis of I this. Don't, I, don't, I, I don't know whether she, will, I don't she know whether should whether have got she rubbed will be guilty. out if that's what it was and then move on. I don't reckon she'll be found guilty. I don't reckon she will. Yeah. Well, she she's she's, she's going to go negative in a, in a year, I, I hope she's not. Yeah. What about just Michael Rodsey? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. He had his oh, yeah. first winner back Friday night talking about concussion. He was lost to the game. He was he was struggling big time and he's fought his way back and it was Beautiful an emotional rider. interview there on Sky Racing. Um, so, yeah, well done to Michael Rod. Great right. to see. The racing means test for Melbourne's home of the ultimate celebration, the Osborne Rooftop and Bar, Commercial Road, South Yarra, and My Racehorse, owned today from just $39. My Racehorse, it's showtime, myracehorse.com, T's and C's online. We're going to debate who is the best horse in the country at the end of the Flemington Carnival. This is Waitley for the all-new Hyundai Kona, Imagine to be Bold and Host Plus. Waitley on SEN. At the end of the Melbourne Cup Carnival, champions have been on the line. Coming into the spring, the contenders for the best horse in the country were I Wish I Win, didn't win a race. Amelia's Jewel ended up bruised, literally and figuratively. Mr. Brightside won some, lost some. Giga Kick was one and done. Globe was the up-and-comer. He burst immediately. Who is the best horse in the country? The next big thing for Mac is the new McCrispy. It's the next big thing. Gareth, who's the best horse in the country? I think without a fight, if you win the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double, you deserve to be the best horse in the country for mine. From Imperatrice, will Australasia. And I think it's a fight between those two. And then from a consistency point of view, if you're doing your 3-2-1, you have to lean towards Brightside. Second in a King Charles, second in a Cox Plate, went down by a lip and dominated the early part and was mighty, I thought, on Saturday as well. Yeah, I think that's 100% right. The only horse I'd like to own out of it being the best horse of the country is Zardozzi. I think it's... I think its win in the Oaks was extraordinary. I think it's just maturing. It started to really look good in the coat. I don't think it looked that great on the Saturday. Really improved between that and Oaks Day, and I think it might be the next very elegant. It's very hard for those three-year-old fillies to step up, but I think it will. I think it's very good. I can't really add any more, to be fair. Everything you've said is pretty, uh, pretty much right. It's all good pub talk, but... Who is the best horse? I don't know. Imperatriz is as good as what we've seen for a while. I mean, you say that, but then what would Black Caviar and Chautauqua, they're, they're, they're the measuring sticks, aren't they? But if you really if you really screw down into it, the Caulfield Melbourne Cup double, as Jared said, we could go another 40 years and not, yeah, not see I this. I agree with uh, that. Not see this happen. Yeah. So you're probably winning a Caulfield and a Melbourne Cup. It's a bit like J-Mac versus Jamie Carr. When you win the Derby and the Oaks in the same week, 
That's a bit special. Who are you backing, say, down the straight? Lightning Stakes. If I wish a win takes on Imperatrice, think about it. Imperatrice. Giga Kick. Giga Kick. Imperatrice. Yeah. Because she can jump and go forward. Mm-hmm. She proves that. She proves that. But he wouldn't want to go as hard as what he did against all those horses. And, gee, it's amazing, though, wouldn't it? Like, Giga Kick, I wish I win. I mean, they were just the two massive names that were going to Sydney and whatever. And then the, then the, Perth, then the Perth pony came over. And uh, how it's changed, but it's changed for the good. And the, the, the other thing, I had to say it, the other thing is our attrition rate, I reckon, has been very minimal because normally, I remember in years gone by, Harold Sun would start doing a weekly tally on some of the great horses that have just gone amiss. Now, whether it's, a, whether it's a cold and have to go aside and you can't play again, so be it. But I reckon there'd be, of, of the top class horses, there'd be very, very few, Jared. I don't think yeah, we've... Congratulations uh, to one. Grace and the team. They've obviously been adamant about what they wanted to do, but from no an doubt. international perspective... I think we're getting the right horses here now, and uh, and if they don't pass the vet, they just don't run. Macca's 30 Days, 30 Deals. Grab a new deal every day of November only on the My Macca's app. I just want to make this sort of a yearly disgrace segment, the market for next year's Melbourne Cup. <laughs> so Solcombe's a $13 favourite. Uh, does he jump in next year's Melbourne Cup? <laughs> well, if he does, someone win. tell me? If he does, he'll <laughs> win. He'll be in a paddock with Chichakwa and they'll be going, we got him, we got him, we got him. Nah, he'll be right. He was $10 on the eve of this year's Melbourne Cup and 12 yeah. months out, he's $13. Yeah, without a fight, it's $13. Last it, year's it, Melbourne it Cup winner just ran 17. So what weight is without yeah. a fight? That's right. 68. $13. No, you get 58 and a half. But, get more but there's that. a better one than that. On both. Better one. Yeah, there's a better one. Westman blows is fifteen dollars. Is Jamie Spencer yes. riding? Yeah, it's one hundred fifteen dollars of these riding it. Be like, be like, if Jamie Spencer's riding, be like at the darts. One hundred and eighty. Poor old Jamie. How come he keeps continues to get these opportunities? Well, you started. You started. No, this, I didn't. You started potting him last oh. year after he slaughtered that yes. awesome mine in Sydney. You told me to. And you he, were the one that sent the note out. He did get the Melbourne Cup to... winner beat last year. Gold trip in the uh, Cox Plate. He fell off it in the Cox Plate. <laughs> He fell off it, but he still got back on it, run fifth. It was unbelievable. Oh, Jamie, do the tricks. Jamie, if it's now Friday and you're listening back at the podcast, you're a beautiful yeah. man. You do host a beautiful 40th a bloody birthday ripper. party. Good a on champion you, bloke. So you got invited to the 40th? Yeah, Jane and I went. Yeah, we went to the 40th. Yep. Yeah. I think I went more because his best mate, Stephen Hillen, was having his 50th, and Stephen's the one that's um, sold us pesto and Zarek and those horses. Let's I make it quite it clear, mate. Jane got invited. You were the plus one, mate. <laughs> yeah, right. No right. chance Shut up. Well, I've got you, feelings mate. too, you know. He's trying Hello. to get some decent-looking ladies Hello. there. So Jane's straight in. So how was Joe Marrera's ride in the room. Melbourne Cup anyway? Yeah, the no. curiosity is, why was Flemington so fronty on the two Saturdays? I know... Fronty. Everyone swoons. New word. That they the wind. Did. Word. That was, it's, it's, it it's a the lovely wind. environment, Flemington. The track didn't race very well this time around. No, no, no one wants I, to say I, I think Both Saturdays were fronty no. and the middle days were swoopers. It was the wind that – I think, I It think didn't the race track, evenly the way that no, it normally I think, does. I think the track played okay. I think it was difficult with the water with all of the wind. But when the wind gets above 30 k's, and it's not usually a suddenly at Flemington, I just think it took a while for the jockeys to work out how you how you ride in this wind. Um I blame because you see it in Perth when the Fremantle doctor comes in. You don't want to be in front; they've got to swoop out wide. I think the wind plays such an important factor in race patterns, and I think talk about Perth already. No, next four months. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the wind was the factor, not the track. Well, look, it may well have been. One thing I will say for for the punters out there: it's very, very difficult to take pre-market all-up bets and doubles and stuff nowadays because even on Saturday, and I mean I. I've been a huge fan of the of the Sydney racing. It was just it was Flinders Lane the rail on Saturday. 
up there for people that tuned in and had a good look. If you didn't find the rail, yeah, yeah, which is one what, way out against the fence, oh, you right. can't like yeah. you just track. couldn't make any ground at all. Now, so the question there, Jared, is is it the wind? Um, we we understand the situation at Mooney Valley, and we have I've had a lot to say about that. So I think what we need to do is probably dig in a bit more and find out exactly why these things are happening. Flemington because never has. Tra- I mean, to no, be I fair, agree. Flemington I never agree. has track bias. No, does no, it? I'm never. Sure. Sydney's been fantastic never. too. So never. Sydney's been good, but it was but the was- win. So it was like you're you a love foo- that, don't you? you're a football coach. gave you one thing after you Shut ice bathed him. It's just yeah, like you're a football coach and with the track these days and the track's biased, so you're a football coach. When you're punning, you have to change the magnets at half time. When, do you, when, when, do, you compl- when do you complete your masseuse course? Because James said you were doing the shoulders and <laughs> Righto. So, something for the battlers. <laughs> Pens ready. Johnny O'Neill's steered us four weeks running. Will the streak continue? Now, back to Waitley. Ladies and gentlemen, it's as good a thing as sure a thing as death, Zardozzi in the uh, oh, here we go. in the Oaks. Here it's unbeatable. So race eight, number two, Zardozzi will win. As sure a thing as death, <laughs> uh, and it trotted in. Uh, so four weeks running. John O'Neill has given us something for the battlers. I'm not sure Wayne understands what this segment is. Yeah. Where are you taking us, Johnny? <laughs> so we've got a couple. We have a couple. We need to go to Wednesday, the midweeker. I hate tipping two-year-olds first up. We've got a very nice two-year-old oh, called Spywire going around at Rose Hill. So you need to have something each way. It might be 6 or $8 or something. But again... There's another one of these surer thing than deaths going around in the thousand games. Gamble responsibly, one 858 Thank you very much, Gareth. Um, <laughs> Mike Moroni and Blake Shin will take out the thousand guineas with Coeur Volant, if that's how you pronounce it. Jeez, it's a nice horse. Yep. Uh, drew wide, last start, push forward, yep. home it goes. Right up. I've had to ring the brother, and I've had to <laughs> shut up, Jerry. Just ring I've John. Had, I've had to. No, he doesn't know. Michael does. I've had, I've had to ring Michael. <laughs> He's I've had to ring Michael. Oh, he awesome. I've unreal. had to ring Michael. And Get Michael that on video, said, please. Michael said Friday night ice chocolate at Mooney Valley. Uh, sorry, at uh, at Canterbury. And there's one quick thing I want to say. I've listened to your editorial so many times, Waitley, and I under there's words I've never heard of that you say. Fronty. What the hell is a fronty? fronty. Go away, Waitley. Waitley, go away. Fronty is what we lived through on the two Saturdays at Flemington. Gareth? Um, it's New Zealand Cup Week. So star of justice in the 1,000 guineas at $8 for Tiako Racing. And I know we don't Love talk him, about yeah. harness racing, but Swayze, the Australian horse, can win the New Zealand Trotting Cup, which is the biggest race in any code at New Zealand tomorrow afternoon. Well, there's a glad bag of information for yes. you. Excellent. Swayze. All right, Group 1 racing again next week, so we're going to do this next Monday. Yep. That's the Racing Men's Test.